Okay, so we're back. And if you want to know more about uh, Biden getting caught in 4K, check out my link to my Rumble channel. All right, let's get into it. Block Talk Radio, live in 4K. At the White House today, President Fair use. Joe Biden celebrated a Pride Month with a party. Some 1,000 people gathered on the South Lawn for a celebration with musician and singer Betty Who. The, the administration says it's the largest Pride event held at the White House. And the president told the crowd that America needs to push back against what he called callous and cynical bills and laws that have been introduced in states that target transgender children. Although Boise celebrates Pride in September, there are still ways to celebrate now. If you want to show your support to the LGBTQ plus community around town, the Boise Pride Festival happens September 8th through the 10th. He says targeted children. He means bills that protect children. That's what they really mean. Okay. So let's see uh, how this is going. All right. One second here. Trans people deserve health equity. Trans people deserve to see trans joy in the media. Trans people deserve to exist peacefully. Trans people deserve autonomy. Trans people deserve to be loved and believed. Trans kids deserve to be kids. Trans people deserve to exist without debate. How, do you, how is it as a kid you know you are a transformer? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, this is what they're trying to trying to do, people. This is what they're trying to do. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. But uh let's talk about how Phil Scott um feels about this as a black man and how Joe Biden has really treated the black community. And what agenda he has for children with the alphabet mafia. Fair use. Okay. Violate our basic values and freedoms as Americans and are cruel to our kids, neighbors, and community. It's a the Biden Harris administration stands for the LGBTQ plus community and has their backs in the face of these attacks. And before I get to just reading that off here and we'll cover that, you remember Biden said he was going to have your back? He ain't done a single thing for any of you. A lot of the laws that the Democrats are talking about, Texas actually just passed one of those laws. So in Texas, um, a person that's underage cannot 
do any procedure to alter their gender or take any kind of drugs to help alter their gender until the age of 18 when the person is an adult and they can choose to do whatever they would like to do. Um, to, according to the Democrat party, that kind of law is cruel. That kind of law, um, doesn't line up with the Democrat values. Now, listen, the targeting of children is a big problem. That is a major, major problem. And anyone who's trying to defend that you are, you are wicked. I have seen black people try to defend this, this, uh, stuff. Okay. I've seen black people and they're talking about protecting kids. They want, um, protection for black children, but you're protecting the alphabet mafia and what they're doing. Sad, man. It's very sad. And now you have blacks voting for Biden. All right. You don't like Trump. That's fine. But to vote for a president who doesn't give a damn about black people and will put alphabet people's needs over yours. And he said, and this is the party you've voted for for decades. I don't know, man, because adults choose to do what they want to do. Children need to grow up, get the education. They'll not be focusing on that. Now I remember years ago when I said in a video, when they had got, they just said, Oh, we just want to be married. And I said, the moment that happened, I said, they didn't open Pandora's box. Now it went from being married. Okay. Say so we, we want to love each other and be married. Fine. How it goes from just loving each other to being married to now what you're talking about today in not that many years. When, when did this hat come in by the marriage was 2015 or so, I think 2015. And now you're looking at 2023 and the Democrats are sitting up here talking about children. This, this is what they're talking about here. And this is why once again, I can't follow that party. Cause look at the view the Democrats have about children, all the issues and problems that we have in America that do affect all children. And this is what you're going to focus on, right? This is it. So that's what the Democrats are talking about. Now let's go back and see what the Biden Harris administration is going to do. You can see the Biden Harris administration announces new actions to protect the LGBTQ plus community. The first one, protect LGBTQ plus communities from attacks on their rights and safety. Let's stop there. During black history month, the Biden Harris administration did not announce any protections for the black community about our rights and our safety. Not one time have they mentioned anything of that. They have not created any kind of council to protect black Americans. They're not talking about our safety. You just looked at the sister Ajiki Owens that was shot through a door by a white supremacist, Karen, no anti-black hate crime bill at all. It was reported that this woman was using the N word a lot to the children and to her as well. So that should have easily been added in and say it should have been a hate crime due to her history of saying the N word, but let that same woman would have said something about LGBT and Asian or anybody else. Then she would have got hit with some sort of hate crime, but black Americans is not protected because the Democrat party is not invested in protecting black America because the status quo for America is to make sure black men and women are not protected and not safe. You understand? And then when you travel different places and I, and it just annoys me when I hear this 
is that, well, oh, Phil, you going over there? Be careful, be safe. Man, you, we are more in trouble in the United States of America about our protection and safety as black Americans than anywhere else throughout the world. It is not the status quo in other countries to keep black people uh, at the bottom, at least the places I travel. Now, if you want to travel to Europe and all these other places that black folks not running, then that's, I'm not even addressing that. I'm talking about the, the places I like to go the African continent and black nations. That is not the status quo to keep black people at the bottom. So you're doing better already, but in this country, they don't want black people protected. We talking about the Democrats, the people that you go vote for. 90% a lot of you go vote for Democrat and they have not committed to protecting you. He's speaking the facts. He is speaking the facts. Republicans, at least they say in your face, we don't, we, we don't believe that, you know, in uh, racism, which is a racism exists. Uh, we don't believe in you getting reparations. Okay. Yet every other ethnic group has gotten theirs. Okay. And they'll have their, their, uh, Black Klansmen speaking that, like Candace Owens and uh, Brandon Tatum. Let's not forget Brandon Tatum, who said the Central Park Five were guilty of rape when that was proven to be false. And the real rapist, Matias Reyes, confessed to the crime and the DNA matched him uh, to committing that rape. Uh, and he and, and uh, Brandon Tatum said, oh, you know, the Central Park Five was guilty. And he was run off. He was ran off for a minute off of YouTube for speaking those lies. And the Democrat Party, you know, they got their uh, black Klansmen on the left as well. And they don't have the guts to speak up and say, well, blacks need reparations and blacks need to be protected, just like every other group in this country. They don't have the guts to do that because they lose their endorsements, they lose their money. They got their Tim Scott on both sides of the aisle. All right. I prefer that, you know, blacks just don't vote. If you see the white supremacy from the right, you should see it from the left and be um, have the guts to step away from them. And say, we're not going to vote for you anymore. No more. It, it may not be them, but it will be me. I will stop voting and I will tell them why not to vote for Democrats. Because they haven't helped blacks out for decades. Okay. And that needs to be said because they're coming after your kids. You have these blacks that are for the transformer agenda. Never mind the high self-deletion rate. Never mind the irreversible damage. There's a reason why Biden and many others in power want to shut down TikTok because TikTok is where alternative we'll have alternative media coming out and telling the truth about issues, a whole lot of issues. All right. Let's get in more with this uh, crooked president. All right. With uh, Joe Biden. 
what he's exposed for right now. Pocketing a lot of money, man. Pocketing a lot of money. with potential corruption. In fact, I reckon we're a long way behind the United States where there have been question marks over the Biden presidency from the very, very beginning. His fitness for office was never questioned by the mainstream media. And that's despite the falls, despite the campaigning from his basement and the regular gaffes. And nor did the legacy media probe too deeply into how Joe Biden managed to become very, very wealthy, despite being a salaried politician for almost all of his adult life. Authorities also covered up the obvious crimes of his crack-smoking son, Hunter, with national security officers actually declaring the evidence on his abandoned laptop as being Russian disinformation. And that was regurgitated ad nauseum through the media and partisan political channels. It was blatantly dishonest, it was deceptive conduct, and it was all designed to protect a man so he could reassume high office and the swamp creatures could all keep the crooked money flowing into their pockets. It was and is dishonest, and it's actually an indictment on what the USA has become. Now they're all at it again. In recent days, it's been exposed the FBI has a credible, confidential informant who's been paid in excess of $200,000 by the FBI, and that's testament to his bona fides. And that informant has detailed the payment of a $5 million bribe to Joe Biden when he was vice president. The money allegedly came from Ukraine's Burisma Holdings. Have a look at this. So what, what I can say is this, is this has been going on for many years, and uh, there was um, a $5 million payment made to Joe Biden. Not Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, the big guy. And uh, this is, um, you know, we, we've been said that we're going after his son, that he has nothing to do with this office. But it's clearly laid out that they used Hunter Biden because he was uh, stupid um, and that he could go through his dad for protection and um, that it would all just go away anyway. OK, I hasten to remind you, the Burisma Holdings was a company that Biden's son, Hunter, was on the board of for a monthly stipend of just a lousy $80,000 or so. The money was allegedly for Biden to get Ukraine investigators to sack the investigator who was actually responsible for investigating corruption in Burisma and right throughout the Ukraine. And Joe Biden, well, he said as much in this interview. Yes, and I went over, I guess, the 12th, 13th time to Kiev, and, uh, and I was going, supposed to announce that there was another billion-dollar loan guarantee. And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said they had. They were walking out to press conference. Said, "No, nah. I said I'm not going to. We're not going to give you the billion dollars." They said, "You have no authority. You're not the president." The president said, "I said call him." <laughs> I said, "I'm telling you, you're not getting the billion dollars." I said, "You're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here." And I think it was what six hours. I looked. I said, "I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money." Oh, son of a bitch, <laughs> got fired. And they put in place someone who was solid. Imagine the gall you have to be to admit that as a president. To influence the process of justice in another country. 
There's no conspiracy theory saying, oh, that's this was somebody else. This was uh, Russian propaganda. This is Joe Biden. Who raised an incompetent son. And he's bailing him out constantly. Come on now. And this was the man who was for the crime bill. Okay. You locked up so many blacks. Okay. There was leaders from black communities who were suffering with crime and drug addiction. They came to the Democrats to try and get programs to decreased the crime in their communities. They trusted Bill Clinton. All right. Biden was for this. And the Republicans were also for the crime bill. They wanted to be tough on crime. What they really wanted to do was to fill in those prisons and get a kickback out of it with black bodies. And Joe Biden was the face of that. And Joe Biden pushed for that. Yet your son your son is a drug addict. Your son is caught and also in 4K paying child support to a Russian prostitute. I think Putin is fighting this battle the wrong way. <laughs> you want to get back at the U.S.? Send some 304s Hunter Biden's way. <laughs> I guarantee you'll get the nuclear launch codes in 24 hours. <laughs> Let's keep going. Right, the $5 million payment is actually detailed in documents that Republicans in America forced the FBI to disclose. Now, I've no doubt the, these are documents that the FBI wanted to keep well hidden because they originally refused all the initial requests. And I mention this because it's just another example of how corrupt that particular agency has become in the very dishonest political realm that is now the United States. I hope it's not true, but... I think we're headed that way. But while we I did a live stream on that, yeah, he did. We are going that way. And Biden did do that. He did do that. Okay. That's what he did. He did that crap. Personally, if I had a son, if I was in, if I was the president and my son ended up getting in some nonsense like that, I love you. But I'm not going to ruin the presidency with my name because you decided to make a stupid decision. It's what it is. Okay, it's called tough love. I got to drown out the back, the uh, background music right here. So I can put back on the music. Recent energy accountant who blew the whistle on Biden bribery scheme found dead. Dun dun dun. Chief accountant of Ukraine's Burisma Energy, who offered to provide U.S. authorities with damning evidence regarding financial crimes involved, Joe and Hunter Biden have been found dead before he should have testified. Burisma whistleblower, who has been identified as the wife of former Burisma owner, 
uh, Mike Hola Listen, who also died in suspicious circumstances during the years of the Obama administration when Vice President Joe Biden and his son, Hunter, were active in Ukraine. Giuliani discussed the fate of how now deceased whistleblower during the interview on Newsmax Saturday Report with Reader Cosby. According to the Giuliani, who first brought to light Hunter Biden's notorious laptop for hell, the whistleblower was the chief accountant at Burisma, a notorious corrupt Ukrainian energy company. During Joe Biden's tenure as vice president under Obama, Burisma compensated Hunter with tens of thousands of dollars per month for his position on the company's board, despite his complete lack of experience in the energy sector. During that period, the then vice president Biden withheld the U.S. assistance to Ukraine as a means of pressuring the government's dismiss to dismiss Yoshokin, a senior prosecutor who was investigating Burisma and its owner for fraudulent activities. Giuliani, who previously served as President Donald Trump's attorney, says the whistleblower offered to give a U.S. attorney highly compromising financial information about the Bidens. However, Giuliani says U.S. authorities did everything they could to ignore her bouncing her case around various offices in an attempt to make her go away. It revealed that Pittsburgh Attorney General had initially been investigating the case, but the investigation was later transferred to the U.S. Attorney's Office in Delaware under former U.S. Attorney Bill Barr. Giuliani claimed the Delaware office buried the case despite the whistleblower under, being under oath, I'm sorry, being under the threat of death. He says the whistleblower had evidence that included offshore bank account information that showed millions of dollars in bribes going to the Biden family and other politicians. Despite the explosive nature of the evidence, Giuliani says prosecutors stonewalled the case and she died suddenly before she could testify. Now the mainstream media are refusing to acknowledge her existence. Well, of course, that's the most ridiculous idiotic statement to make of the day in which we found out that Biden took a $10 million bribe from Ukrainian Nikola Zolkiski, which I could have told you, you know, and did tell you, DOJ, three years ago, Shilani told Newsmax, and they followed up none of the evidence I gave them. They, they were hoping that people would, dis would disappear or die. It's extraordinary. Julian, no, they made people die. Giuliani revealed that he gave the DOJ one witness who is a woman who is the chief accountant at this crooked company, Barista. She was the wife of the former owner who died in other circumstances. She was willing to give up all the offshore bank accounts, including the Biden's account. She supervised the transfer of a lot of more cash to the Bidens and other crooked politicians for Barista. Cosby acted. Are you confident that now the House Committee is going to get to the bottom of that? Because that is stunning. The reality is that we visited with them on January 2020. Pittsburgh's U.S. Attorney was very interested in that reply. And then in a very strange move, Barr took away from him, <clears throat> gave it to the U.S. Attorney in Delaware, didn't do a damn thing about it. And the woman who was under the threat of death, so we tried to put pressure on them to do something. Look, suppose she was lying. You would find that out in a minute. She wouldn't have the account. She either has the goods or she doesn't. And it's absurd not to interview her. She claims she had at bank accounts and that the Bidens got a lot more money under the table than under the table than already. We had eight million on the table and that we could prove which they could prove <clears throat> that we could prove which they could prove tomorrow if they wanted to. 
they could have proved it three years ago. Rita added, Rita, he added, he could have indicted him before he ran for president and obviated this problem. I think they make to say alleviated. Not sure. We could have found out if he was innocent or guilty in January of 2020. All the witnesses were there. I have, I have a tape on him. Like Shokin. Shokin was was willing to come and testify. Okay, let's see about it. <clears throat> now is former New York City mayor and former attorney for President Trump. There he is, my friend, Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> Rudy, great to have you here. Uh, do you really think that President Trump uh, will be treated fairly by this group of prosecutors and has up till this moment? Fair use, by the way, fair use. Uh, just the opposite, uh, Rita. They're, they're, first of all, uh, he uh, lied in two very significant respects. First, uh, he himself has a very, very uh, bad record for lack of ethics. I mean, how, how about a case reversed by the Supreme Court because he denied uh, uh, the defendant, in this case a governor, uh, uh, exculpatory evidence, evidence that would prove his, his innocence. The Supreme Court of the United States reversed the case. So, I've, I mean, I I've, I've, was a federal prosecutor and I supervised many, many federal prosecutors. This guy would be in the uh, unethical uh, big time range. I don't know uh, his people working on the case, but I do think they've worked on several of these cases that have been very heavily criticized for highly unethical behavior. Second, he made a statement that's extraordinary. He said that in the United States, there's one uh, system of laws and it, it, should, it, it, it applies equally to everyone. Well, of course, that's the most ridiculous, idiotic statement to make on a day in which uh, we find out that the Bidens took a $10 million bribe from a Ukrainian, Michael Zlashevsky, which I, I could have told you, you know, and did tell them three years ago. And uh, they followed up on none of the evidence I gave them. Uh, they were hoping the people would disappear or die. Uh, it's extraordinary. I, I gave them one witness that any investigator would... Uh, jump through hoops to go to. Gave him the witness, a witness who is a woman who was the chief accountant at this crooked company, Burisma. She was the wife of the former owner who died under suspicious circumstances. Uh, and uh, she was willing to give up all of the offshore bank accounts, including the Bidens. And she supervised the transfer of a lot more cash to the Bidens and other crooked politicians for Burisma. Are she you confident, are you confident that now the House Committee is going to get to the bottom of that? Because that is stunning, Rudy. I sure hope so. I mean, uh, the, the reality is that we gave it to them in January of 2020. And the Pittsburgh U.S. attorney was very interested. And then in a very strange move, Barr took it away from him gave it to the U.S. attorney in Delaware. He didn't do a damn thing about it. And the woman was under threat of death. So we tried to put pressure on them to do something. Look, suppose she was lying. You would find out in a minute. She wouldn't have, she wouldn't have the accounts. She either has the goods or she doesn't. And it's absurd not to. 
All right, so everything here is basically repeated in the article, so I'm moving on. Okay. Here's something else that's been more of a consequence of bowing down to the alphabet mafia. A lot of people are suffering. Students join sororities. Many of them do it for the sisterhood, for a place to belong, for lifelong friendships. They don't do it in hopes that a man will invade their personal space, staring at them silently, creeping them out. But that's exactly what happened at the Kappa Kappa Gamma House at the University of Wyoming, according to a new lawsuit. Six sorority sisters say they were forced by the national chapter to allow a man, Artemis Langford, into their women-only organization, because Langford says he's transgender. Now, what comes with being inducted into the sorority is unfettered access to the house, where about, you know, 40 college girls live. Now, a house where men, even fathers and boyfriends, are banned from being on the second or third floors, because that's where the bedrooms and the communal bathrooms are. But Langford had access to all of it. According to the lawsuit, several times Langford had chosen to sit for hours on the couch in the second-floor common area. Langford stares at women walking past. One sorority member walked down the hall to take a shower wearing only a towel. She felt an unsettling presence, turned, and saw Langford watching her silently. The suit also alleges that he has watched members enter the house and sometimes had an erection visible through his leggings. Other times, he had a pillow in his lap. Joining me now exclusively for an interview are three of the sorority sisters suing, Hannah and Jalen, who are both juniors, and Allie, who just graduated, along with their attorney, Cassie Craven from Longhorn Law. Hannah, let's start with you. How did, how did all of this initially hit you when you were told that a man 
was to be a member of your sorority? Yeah, we were all shocked. I can speak for myself saying, never thought this would happen to me, um, especially in a sorority in a space for women. We were never told it was a unisex space. We joined under the impression that it was a single-sex organization. Well, Jalen, I, I read the accounts of what made the sisters uh, of the sorority uncomfortable about Artemis. What did he say to you or to any of you that you know that made you uncomfortable? There were a lot of uncomfortable moments in the sorority house, and it just goes to show the importance of women's spaces, ultimately. And that's why we're here today, is we're fighting for the importance of women's spaces and what it truly means to be a woman. We were promised from the beginning. A lot of these people who pretend to be transformers, they're just guys who are incels and they can't learn how to properly interact with women. And they are using this agenda to try to get access to women in the lowest way possible, the scumbag way possible. It's right up there with just drilling a peephole into a woman's facility and being a voyeur. That we would have a sisterhood, meaning only females. And our national sorority has failed us. They have blatantly ignored us and ignored our values and valued someone else over us in, these in this uncomfortable situation. Yeah, well, Cassie, we reached out to the KKG National Chapter, uh, and they told us that while we cannot comment in detail on this pending litigation, it contains numerous false allegations. KKG values diversity and does not discriminate based on classes protected by state, local, or federal law. Well, Cassie, I, I guess they're relying on federal law here. I don't think Wyoming um, has state protections in this regard, but nevertheless, it looks like they're going to lean on the feds to win this case for them. Laura, I just don't see a way out for them. They want everyone to believe that being a woman is nothing more than wearing lipstick and the pronouns that you use. And we all know that it amounts to womanhood. It amounts to a lifetime of experiences, and that's what they seek to deprive these young women of, and that's what we intend to fight for. Now, Cassie, I guess Artemis doesn't live in the house, uh, and according to the lawsuit, was given a waiver, so he didn't have to live there. Now, why, why is this? Laura, we've seen extreme preferential treatment given to the individual involved, and it's, it's very disheartening that when you're a six-foot-two, 260-pound man, you're treated as the victim in today's society. But the bylaws are very clear. This is an all-woman's or That guy makes all these women look like midgets. He needs to be locked up, period. Locked the hell up. Organization, CAPA was formed under over 100 years ago to be that support system for women so that they could compete in the classroom against men. And now we just cease to exist. We're nothing more than an idea of self-identification. Well, Allie, here's Artemis being interviewed by the school newspaper back in October. This was last year talking about being admitted to your sorority, saying, I feel so glad to be in a place that I think not only shares my values, but to be in a sisterhood of awesome women that want to make history. Uh, they want to break the glass ceiling, trailblazing, you know, and I certainly feel that 
that as their first trans member. Allie, did you all sign up for trailblazing to have a man live in your sorority? No, we certainly did not. When I joined back in the fall of 2019, um, I was promised a sisterhood, which obviously would, you would assume would be women. And so for that to automatically change my senior year, it, it caught us all off guard for sure. Hey, Sean Hannity here. It's going to make a lot of women want to drop out, you know, and uh, not wanting to go to college anymore. All right. They're going to have to do school online. All right. It's insane. It really is. Who knows? I mean, with this alphabet mafia thing going on, some people may not even want to bring their kids to school anymore and probably just have them work in the trades to a private school or some sort of burnt boarding school some sort of boarding school that they are safe and they don't have to worry about situations like this all right so let's talk about candace holmes clansman with a tan Candace Owens dem uh, demonetized on YouTube for misgendering transforms. YouTube has demonetized several videos on Candace Owens' channel because she allegedly misgenders people. And is accused of full speech of misgendering or dead naming males. That's what they call your, if you were named John, that's your dead name if you want to be called Joanna. Or dead naming males who suffered from gender dysphoria and identify as women. NBC News reports, several commentators said YouTube gave her an option to delete every video that I've ever done or taking to gender in which I have accurately gendered someone. Google spokesperson Michael Aikseman said the company blocked ads on several videos on Candace Owens' channel for violating our monitoring monetization policies, including those against hateful and derogatory content. It's worth noting that YouTube does not have a strong history of enforcing its censorship rules on racist content creators who disparage black, especially black women, or videos heavily laced with the N-word. Recall a man who identifies as a woman a man, such language falls onto the platform's guidelines on hateful and derogatory content. The platform claims it will remove creators and or demonetize clips that promote decriminalization, discrimination, sorry, disparages or humiliates an individual or people. Eastman noted that as this includes deliberate dead naming or misgendering 
of transgender individuals. Meanwhile, in a video released in August of 2021 on YouTube, Owen said, trans movement represents the capture of what it means to be a woman. Video published in April of 2022, Owen's called the mother of a trans child who mutilated your once perfectly healthy, glowing, I'm sorry, growing son over a feeling that he had. In a June 5th video, she touched on the target exec who said their tough, friendly swimmer was the biggest mistake after the company offered billions in market value since mid-May. One commenter posted on YouTube, too many celebrities and others are scared to talk about the consequences of embracing this agenda. You're a real one, Candace, for doubling down and never bowing to open Oh, it's only a matter of time before they start coming after all content creators who who have the same opinion as Candace Owens on this matter. It's only a matter of time. That's all I can say. And people are going to just have to find uh, new platforms to try to make money on. So I can tell you. Because it's getting uglier and uglier by the minute how things are getting online. That's about it, really. When it comes to this. Because it's not going to get any better. It's going to get worse. Soon, soon they will be, uh, it will be legalized for uh, adult child relations. If you speak out against that, you're really going to feel it. You're really going to be uh, you're going to be left with a choice. And I will gladly just be like, you know what? Fine. I'll leave. Because I will never be okay with that type of degenerate behavior. You think I'm this way now? I'm, I'm definitely not going to be supporting uh, that crap either. But back to uh, Hunter Biden. Check this out. This is the last one I'm going to be doing. Hunter Biden's drug use back in the public eye as criminal charges could be around the corner. Washington, it was a Friday night when Hunter Biden arrived at his parents' Delaware home for what he had been told would be a family dinner. But as soon as the drug-addicted son of future President Joe Biden walked through the door, yep, it was not, it was planning for an intervention, not a meal. Amid the tears, yelling, and accusations of betrayal that followed, a visible, terrified Joe Biden turned to his son and pleaded, I don't know what else to do cried out. So scared, tell me what to do. Anna LaBerre knows the feeling of helplessness. She too has watched an adult child with a brilliant future. She
appeared close to self-destruction under the demon of addiction. On a work break, Abrell used to get in her car, drive through the streets and alleys of Columbus, Ohio, in search for her daughter. She had no plans to approach the young woman. She, should she actually find her? She just wanted to know if she was alive. Don't understand. She'd often tell her daughter in a cry that eerily echoed Joe Biden's words to his son. Help me understand. I can't help you. Hunter Biden's battle with substance use is back in the spotlight as the White House prepares for a possibility, the possibility that the president's youngest son could face criminal charges. Federal prosecutors are reportedly nearing a decision on whether to charge Hunter Biden with tax crimes and with making a false statement about a gun purchase. No one can say with certainty all that Hunter Biden's addiction has exacerbated on the president and his family. Every case of addiction is different. Every family is affected in different ways. But while for most Americans, addiction is a private family affair, many choose to keep a child's or sibling's substance abuse and the criminal behavior that often accompanies it in a secret from even their most intimate friends. Hunter Biden's struggles have played out in public and in political and in the political sphere inhabited by his father. Further complicating matters, Republicans have repeatedly sought to use the federal investigation into Hunter Biden's private affairs, and at times even his drug addiction as part of the campaign to portray Biden's family as corrupt. Perhaps more than anyone else, families whose lives have been wrecked by the disease of addiction understand what the Bidens have endured as Hunter Biden fought for recovery. No one knows what it's like to have a child or sibling face down addiction until you've gone through it yourself. They say addiction traumatizes not only the person suffering from dependency, but terrorizes the entire family. It's horrible, said John Koch of Chicago, who got a protective order to keep his son, John Alexander Koch, away from the rest of the family when the son was deep into the throes of substance abuse. Didn't, I do not, would not wish it on anybody. Families who've lived through the trauma of addiction find it appalling that anyone's substance abuse issues would be turned into a political weapon, regardless of political affiliation. Hunter Biden's experiences show that addiction still carries its devastating stigma despite advances in treatment and public perception of the disease. There's really no one who's immune to this, said Alexis Plus of Windsor, New York, whose son John Dugan died of an accidental heroin overdose. It doesn't matter race, color, race, class, gender, and what's your income in public eye out of out of the public eye. Anyone can be affected. No one should be judged for this. Absolutely no one. Not even the president's son. Sorry, but uh, it's kind of hard for me to look at this and have some sympathy for this guy because Joe Biden there were black leaders of communities that were trying to help you know counter trying to combat the drug addiction the crime in their cities and you didn't help them but everybody should have pity for your white son white privileged son oh he's looking see he, he's woke he's woke no he's racist no i just see how you you know in this country you have to have you have to have the complexion for protection that's what i see in this country 
but miss me with the gaslighting. Miss me with these, you know, deflection and lies of we're all Americans. Or you're being cruel and indecent. What was he doing when those black leaders came to him for help? Came to the Democratic Party for help? What did Joe Biden do? Hmm? What did he do? Put in place the crime bill. Not to get off topic, but when it came to the Tyree Nichols situation, what did he call? What did he, how did he approach Tyree Nichols' mother? He disrespected the mother's dead son name and called him Tyler. And you wonder why I have a, why I'm speaking this way about Joe Biden and his son's issues. Joe Biden, who, had, who has made overdose and addiction issues a priority for his administration, rarely speaks publicly about his son's substance. The White House declined to comment for this article. Few occasions when the president has spoken about his son's addiction, it has usually been rigorously defended, rigorously defended against partisan attacks. When Donald Trump invoked Hunter Biden's drug use during a presidential debate in 2020. Joe Biden's came into his son, came to his son's defense. My son, like a lot of people, like a lot of people you know at home, had a drug problem. Biden said he's overtaken it, he's fixed it, and he's worked on it, and I'm proud of him. An interview with CBS News on February 5th, 2021, an emotional Biden began praising the son for writing honestly about his addiction and his memoir, Beautiful Things. I bet you're not family if you know that didn't have anybody in the family who had a drug problem or alcohol problem. The president says, and he's the pawn through hell. Reading the memoir gave him hope. I mean, it's like, it's like my boy is back, he said, his voice breaking. Biden has spoken candidly and written extensively about his battle with substance abuse. In 2021 memoir, counted times when he would smoke crack cocaine every 15 minutes. Two weeks he spent thousands of dollars on drugs. In the 2019 intervention that ended with his father chasing him around the outside family home in Bloomington, Delaware. He recalled his father's enemies, exploited his demons and addictions. Little cocaine, where's Hunter? Was a freaking refrain among Republicans during the 2020 presidential contest. Trump's campaign made T-shirts bearing the phrase and sold them for $25 a pop. Sizes ranging from small to triple XL. I hate politics. Last fall, a private voice message that Joe Biden left to his son on October 15, 2018, was leaked and aired by Fox News host Sean Hannity, ostensibly to provide insight into Hunter Biden's state of mind when he filled out the gun application under investigation by authorities. Joe, Joe Biden's message to his son in a voicemail, it's dad. I call to tell you I love you. I love you more than the whole world, pal. You gotta get some help. No, you don't want to do it. I don't either. I don't feel like reading the rest of the article. I don't real, really feel sorry for Joe Biden. Because people had their own sons that are probably addicted to drugs, 
they needed help. You didn't help them. You issued, issued that crime bill. So pardon me if I have very little sympathy for what he's going through. Kind of call it like you reap what you sow. That's what I see here. It's just you reap what you sow. That's it. All right. Anything you want to know about this channel is in the comment section. Not in the comment section. I'm sorry. In the description box. In the description box. Anything you want to know about this channel is in the description box. And on that, like, share, comment, and subscribe. Let's talk about topics I discussed live stream other than that just like share comment subscribe later